together. We're not alone. Good people will fight if we lead them. People keep telling me they know me. No one does. Taking one last look, sir, at my friends. Confronting fear is the destiny of a Jedi. Your destiny. since the revolution. It is a shame that your people suffered. But bounty hunting is a complicated profession. said you were coming. They said you were the best in the Parsec. Would you agree? Grab an empty stool at the counter and place your order because we're about to talk all things Star Wars and Geek. into the cafe this is episode 23 i am jeff and you might have noticed we were closed down here for a couple of weeks and you may be wondering why 
Well, if you don't follow me on Twitter or Facebook or anything, you may not have known that I was on vacation a couple weeks ago. And while I was on vacation, um, a little scare happened in my family. Uh, my father had what they call a heart block, which is a blockage that stops all the electricity to your heart. And he passed out. They rushed him to the hospital. Um, his heart stopped several times, but they were able to get him stabilized and they had him sedated for uh, days and finally got the news at the beginning of last week when I was back at work. Still not all with it, but we finally got the news that he was awake and he was trying to talk. So that was great news and I started feeling better. Um, he is talking now, but he is still, well, last time I saw him, he, you still had like get your ear right down next to him to hear him. But hopefully today after I'm done recording, when I go see him, he is talking much better and he is, he is even looking better, I'm hoping. So, and I want to thank you guys. I want to thank you, my Star Wars family, my Twitter family, whatever you guys like to be called. I just call you guys my family. I want to thank you all for the well wishes and the prayers on Twitter and Facebook. I want to thank you for those because those meant the world to me. They comforted me. They made me feel better. They made me feel that, yes, there are people out there that like me and love me. So thank you guys for that. And I'll be grateful, always be grateful to you guys for those uh, well wishes and prayers. But now that he's doing better, I am back. And we are going to talk Star Wars. And we are going to hopefully have a good time today here in the cafe as we do every week here in the cafe and don't worry I did ha I was teasing you guys with a guest that I was going to have into the cafe for this episode but unfortunately that stuff happened and we had to reschedule so I am just going to let you guys know now that here in a couple weeks I'm going to have Michelle from Falcom's broadcast into the cafe and we're going to talk Star Wars animation and maybe even the Mandalorian because Disney Plus drops in 10 days guys 10 days this is November 2nd I'm recording this 10 days we get Disney Plus we get the Mandalorian we get all the Star Wars animation I cannot wait um, and I found out earlier this week that Disney Plus is going to be one of my early Christmas gifts so that means I am going to be able to get it on drop day. So I cannot wait. I am so excited. Um, but there you go. My special guest in a couple weeks is going to be Michelle from Falcom's Broadcast. Can't wait to have her in here and talk some Star Wars animation. And speaking about guests, I had some feedback on my Star Wars Seinfeld mashup episode, which was my last episode. From my good friends Charles and Pat over at Conversations. Those guys were in here a couple weeks ago and we had a good time here in the cafe talking and chatting. I cannot wait to have them back into the cafe and hopefully sometime I'll be able to jump over to their show and have a conversation with them on their show. But anyway, Charles and Pat submitted a couple of uh, ideas for a Seinfeld character that they would like to see in Star Wars and a Star Wars character they would like to see in Seinfeld. So, their Seinfeld character that they would like to see in Star Wars would be the Soup Nazi. They said he would be perfect in the Empire or the First Order. He'd fit right in on the Death Star or Super Star Destroyer as the cook. Now, that would be awesome to see. That would be funny to see. That would be some Star Wars humor right there, I think. Um, and the Star Wars character that they would like to see in Seinfeld? How about Hondo Anaka? He'd fit right in with Kramer, Newman, and heck, even George. Guys, perfect submissions. Both of those great submissions. 
two guys that I really never even thought of when I was doing my episode. I should have had you guys on that episode. I think we would have came up with some good ones there. But, yeah, those were two great submissions. I really appreciate that, guys. And, like I said, can't wait to have you guys back into the cafe. And, you know, I could always jump over and, you know, we could have a conversation on conversations, you know? Okay, let's get into this episode proper. Um, today I'm going to be talking about the new Rise of Skywalker trailer, a little bit about the new Mandalorian trailer, and we're going to start with some of my all-time favorite Star Wars trailers from the past. And I'm going to start out with the 1997 Star Wars Special Edition trailer. It's the trailer that started out with the little TV in the middle of the screen with the narrator saying, if you've only seen Star Wars this way, you really haven't seen it at all. One of my favorite all-time trailers. It just brought back all the memories from my childhood. And unfortunately, in 97, I was only able to see Return of the Jedi in the theater. At the time... Believe it or not, at the time, I was working as a projectionist at AMC Movie Theaters. And the only special edition movie we got, you guessed it, was Return of the Jedi. So that's the only reason I saw that one. And that's the only one I saw in the theaters because I was able to see it for free and I saw it as many times as I wanted to. So, unfortunately, I don't know why that was the only one we got, but it was. So, I just love that trailer such a classic soundbite at the beginning of the trailer it's one of my all-time favorite soundbites and it will be at the beginning of this episode and it might be at the beginning of all of my episodes from now on i don't know i might make it part of my intro i don't know i like that sound bit so much we'll see but anyway let's go on to another star wars trailer from the past that i really loved and that's the Phantom Menace. It's the trailer that starts out with the Gungans walking through the mist. Oh my, that... I could still watch that trailer to this day and still get goosebumps. Actually, all these trailers, every single Star Wars trailer I can watch today and I'll still get goosebumps. That's how much Star Wars means to me in my life. I watch this stuff and I'll get goosebumps or I'll get glassy-eyed. It's... It, just something about it that Phantom Menace trailer in 99 after so many years without a new Star Wars movie finally getting one and the trailer was just so awesome um, another trailer I really loved was The Force Awakens the Chewie We're Home moment oh my god like I said I can watch that trailer I, I can watch it right now and I guarantee I'll get glassy eyed and I'll probably get a tear rolling down my cheek when it pops up at the end and says, Chewie, we're home. So, Force Awakens has to go on that list. Last Jedi's going on that list. I love those trailers. Um, Rogue One, Han Solo, or Han Solo, the Solo movie, all those trailers. All the new trailers, I dig. I really do. Um, and I'll even go back to Star Wars, and I'm sorry, but I've gotten used to calling it this, so Star Wars A New Hope, that's, and I said Star Wars there for all the purists, I, I don't know if I consider myself a Star Wars purist, because changes to Star Wars don't bother me as much as it bothers some original trilogy fans, I guess I'm just too much of a positive person to just be negative on everything so um i always i've i've been used to calling it star wars a new hope for years and years and years and years and years so i'm sorry that's why i still call it star wars a new hope but star wars a new hope the original trailer for that is probably the only trailer from my childhood that i actually remember fondly and I was only seven, eight years old when I first saw that trailer. And I can't believe I remember it so well. Um, 
it's the trailer is what got me bugging my dad that summer to take me to see that freaking movie. Um, I remember bugging him, bugging him for months and months and months because back in 77, we didn't see it in May. Oh, no, 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 no. I didn't see it until late August when we were on vacation in Nags Head, North Carolina. And I'm pretty sure some of you already know, already know my Star Wars origin story from past podcast episodes and maybe from my appearances on the Wampus Lair, Tales from the Larians, or other podcasts that I was on before I started my own. Um, I believe I told the story many times and we were on vacation. I kept bugging him to take me, take me, take me. And he finally took me while we were on vacation. And it was that trailer because I kept seeing that trailer all summer long. And for the life of me, when I go back and watch the original Return of the Jedi or the original Empire Strikes Back, for some reason, I don't remember them as fondly as I remember Star Wars A New Hope. I just don't know. I don't know if it's because my uncle took me to see Empire and Return of the Jedi. And it was just like he took me because my uncle loved movies. My uncle loved movies and he took me to see them without being bugged over and over again. So maybe that's why. I don't know. But Star Wars A New Hope or just Star Wars for some people would have to be another old trailer that's one of my favorites. Okay. Now that we're done talking about my favorite old Star Wars trailers, let's start talking about some of the current ones. Okay. I was going to do something a little different here when I talk about a trailer. I don't think I've ever done this before. I'm going to play the new Rise of Skywalker trailer, the final trailer, and I'll stop it at certain points so I can talk about the scene and my thoughts and stuff. Now, just remember, I have listened to a number of other podcasts and their breakdowns of this trailer, and some of my thoughts and opinions are going to be just reflected off of their thoughts and opinions and other things that other people thought of as well. So, I know because I'm late to the party on this, but like I said, there's a reason I'm late to the party on this. So, here we go. I'm going to start playing the final Rise of Skywalker trailer here, and we'll, I'll start talking about it. Okay, of course, the beginning of every trailer, you get the Lucasfilm LTD, and then the forest planet. Is it Endor? We're not sure yet. But to me, it looks like Endor. Ray running, jumping over a chasm, and all of a sudden, into what looks like the old Death Star. I'm pausing it here because this, this shot has me thinking a couple different things. Did they cut these two scenes together and they're two different scenes in the movie? Or is this one continuous shot and it's something in the training like the cave on Dagobah. Um, I'm leaning towards the cave on Dagobah thing. Um, as a continuous shot. Because to me the shot looked too fluid to be split up or spliced together. Um, but it could be. But I'm saying I think it's one continuous shot. Um, and another thought that I, I heard out there, this isn't my own thought. I can't remember where I heard it or where I read it. It was probably where I read it because I don't think I heard this on the podcast. Um, that this is like, she's in a simulator, which would be, to me, would be too much Star Trek. Um, because in Star Trek Next Gen which was the Star Trek that I was really into. Um, they had the simulator rooms where you can go in and get, feel like you're on a beach or on a mountaintop. Um, but 
to me, that would be too much Star Trek-ish. Um, nothing against Star Trek. I like Star Trek. It's just, you know, I don't want my Star Trek and my Star Wars mixed together. It, you know, I don't want my Star Trek, or I don't want my Star Wars, like, peanut butter cups. I don't want them together. You know what I mean? I don't want peanut butter and chocolate together. Okay, keep that in my peanut butter cups. God, did that even make sense? I don't know, but you know what? I'm keeping it in there because I've started this podcast over too many times already because this is how long I've been off the mic. I'm so rusty. I've screwed up so many times this morning already. I think this is my, my eighth or ninth take, and I'm already 16 minutes into this one. I was 20 minutes into one, and I stopped it and started it over again, so... I don't want to do that again. I'm sorry. If that didn't make sense, who cares? It's staying in. Okay, let's continue this trailer. Oh, my God. This is hysterical. Um, okay, she just jumped over the chasm into what looks like the old Death Star or some kind of old Imperial base. And then we get Finn with some cool-ass binoculars. Ray running across the top of a... And here we go. Let me pause it here. The meeting with Lando. Now, I didn't see Lando when I first saw this trailer. I had to go back and watch it again and pause it. I see Lando. Now that I have it paused here, I see Lando. I see Poe. I think I see Rose there. She's 3PO, I believe. Um, I see a Mon Calamari. Um, I think I see Maz Kanata. There is just like so much. I wish I could. I need to take a. What I need to do later is I need to take a screenshot of this and blow it up so I can look at all these people in this meeting and really get a good feel of who's all in this shot. But I'm pretty sure that's a Moncal there. I'm pretty sure that's uh, Rose. And I, I really do believe I think I see Maz Kanata in there. Um. But yeah, this shot is, I don't know, if, to me it looks like Lando's telling one of his stories. And everyone's just fixating on Lando, since Lando's right there in the middle. And I think that's Snap. I think I see Snap Wexley there as well. But yeah, this is, this shot, it's just so many people to try to, you know, pick out from a crowd. Um, but yeah, to me it looks like Lando's there sitting there telling one of his stories and everyone's just like in trance like tell us more Lando tell us more so as we continue um there's Rose Finn Poe and Chewie outside his X-Wing the blockade runner and what looks to be the ruins of the Death Star I still think it's Death Star 2 with the waves crashing over it um and of course we come up to ray my favorite character stand and here comes oh that shot of kylo oh my god that gives me goosebumps i'm sorry and there there's a beetlejuice chair everyone's calling it the beetlejuice chair so i love that i'm starting to call it the beetlejuice chair now too palpatine's throne is freaking awesome um it had me freaking out so much when I first saw it. That throne is probably the coolest thing I've ever seen. Um, cannot wait to see it on the big screen. Um, okay, I'm going to stop rambling about that and continue. Um, and we come up to a Star Destroyer coming out of a block of freaking ice. Now, to me, what I'm thinking is, I'm sorry I skipped right over it because... You know, my mind was just, like, going 100 miles an hour with the, that shot of Kylo walking through the rain, which was so badass. Um, I skipped right over it. The, the big hunk of ice in the middle of space. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm going to admit something that people are going to laugh at, but I really don't care. Because it's my feeling and my opinions and my thoughts. The very first time I saw the trailer... First time, first time through, did not rewind it. I thought it looked like Cloud City frozen over. And 
I had to go back and watch it a second time because I'm like, that cannot be what it is. Cloud City cannot be frozen. I went back and watched it, and of course it's not Cloud City. It's a hunk of ice floating in space, but if you look, it looks like there's a Star Destroyer in that ice. So, I'm thinking this is that Star Destroyer breaking out of the ice, and this Star Destroyer is an Imperial Star Destroyer. This is the Star Destroyer that Palpatine is on. I believe this is a Star Destroyer Palpatine's on that's breaking out of the ice. Um, then we go to a shot of, oh my god, the Falcon and coming down in front of the fleet of rebel ships. Oh my god, that gave me goosebumps. And as they zoomed in on the cockpit, I think, I'm almost positive that's Ray and Chewie sitting there. So, and then of course you get Finn and Poe walking in the cockpit. Love that shot. Love this. Love the freaking fighting on top of this uh, uh, old Death Star. I'm sorry. I'm getting excited like I'm watching it for the first time again. I'm sorry. Let me take a breath and calm down. Okay. I'm calmed down again. Oh, my goodness. The, see, this trailer is becoming one of my favorites. So, then you get this, like, water ski or whatever that rays on that's skipping across. And then right here. Right here. I'm pausing it because before we even get to it, because I'm starting to get a little emotional right now. Um... We are coming up to the scene with C-3PO, Poe, Ray, Finn. Oh my goodness. Um, and he's getting something done. And of course Poe says, hey 3PO, what, what's going on? And when he says, taking one last look at my friends, I lost it. I really did. I never thought a C-3PO line would make me lose it, but if you think about it, C-3PO's been in every single saga movie. He is Star Wars as much as Luke, Han, Vader, any of them. And whether you like him or not, you got to give C-3PO that. And I'm one of the ones that I'm afraid to admit, or I'm not a... Oh my goodness. See, I'm not making sense today. And like I said, I'm not starting over again. No way. <laughs> um, I'm not afraid to admit that I do like C-3PO. I liked him when I was a little kid, and I still like him now. And yes, I could see him being annoying to some people. Just like I liked Jar Jar when I first saw Jar Jar, but I understand how some people saw him annoying. But not me. I didn't find him annoying. I found Jar Jar funny. I found C-3PO funny. As a seven year, seven, eight year old, I love C-3PO. And that's why I think I love Jar Jar so much at age 30 when I first saw Phantom Menace is because I just thought back to my seven, eight year old self seeing C-3PO for the first time going, yes, I love this guy because he reminds me of 3PO. So. And when 3PO said that, I just lost it. And of course, now we're getting even more emotional stuff. The Leia Ray hug, which always tears me up. You got BB-8 looking at something, launching something, that yellow whatever. Oh my god, the, the Star Destroyers, the saga will end. The Space Horses, the Space Horses with BB-8 leading the charge. I didn't know BB-8 was that fast. Oh my god. And then I was like, yes, you idiot. Back in Force Awakens, he was beating Ray and Finn as they were running towards the Falcon. So, the Space Horses, pause, pause it again. That shot was really quick, but I'm going to back it up here. The Throne Room. Oh my God, the Throne Room. Ray and Kylo face to face there in the Throne Room. Wow. Love that shot. Um, Ray already, already has her saber ignited. As you can see, Kylo does not. So, is Kylo trying to talk to her again and trying to say, come join me, and she ain't having it? Or, is he trying to explain to her that, hey, I'm starting to see the light, and maybe she still 
not buying it because of the way things were left in The Last Jedi. Who knows? Don't know, but I cannot wait to see this movie. Um, we're coming up to the end. The, the smashing of the Vader helmet. More space horses. Fleet of Star Destroyers. Kylo again. The shot of Rey standing in front of the Emperor. Oh my god, I almost lost my stuff. Um, don't know what that's all about, but Rey, if you notice, Rey is taking a couple steps back, which I've never seen Rey do that before. Rey's my hero. Rey usually runs towards the danger, runs towards the threat. She's taking a couple steps back. So, what does that say? Then the shot of Rey with her lightsaber and just her looking. Now, I've heard other different takes on the expression on her face. And by the way, we're at the end of the trailer. Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker logo. Okay. Just going to let it roll and finish out there. Um, but the, the shot, the look on her face, I've heard different opinions saying she looks like it looks like fear. She looks terrified. To me, no, she doesn't look terrified. To me, she looks content. Maybe contentment. And we don't know what she's looking at yet. But to me, it looks like she's content. Maybe she's looking at Ben. Maybe she's looking at Ben Solo and thinking, you know what? Like I said, when she's looking at Ben, Ben Solo, not Kylo Ren. It's after he was redeemed. And she's looking content. She's, you know, she did it. She told Luke he can be turned. She did it. Just like Luke was able to turn Vader back to Anakin. I, you know, she might be looking at Ben Solo. Who knows? She might be looking at her friends. Maybe the battle's over. She won. She's looking at her friends. They're standing there, you know, running to her. To her. And to me, it just looks like a look of contentment. It doesn't look like fear. I don't know why it doesn't look like fear to me. I can't explain it. It just looks like contentment. See, to me, everyone say, that says Daisy Ridley is not a good actress don't know what they're talking about. Because this is, this is proof of how good of an actress Daisy Ridley is. We can't read her expression. There are so many different takes on her expression. I've heard anywhere from my from my uh, take on it, contentment to fear to um, sadness to anger. Uh, it just people cannot get the same read on that look on her face, and to me that just that's a proof of a great act actor that you can't read their face right away until it gets put into context. I don't know if any of that just made sense either, but it's it's it, it it's how I'm trying to explain this, and I know I'm just way off on it. So um, now, just let's jump real quick to the the new uh, Mandalorian trailer, um, because if I keep talking about the Rise of Skywalker trailer, I'll I'll keep rambling with nonsensical uh, explanations and whatnot. So let's ramble about the new Mandalorian trailer and see if I can be nonsensical about this one. <laughs> okay. Let's hit, hit it. And you get the start, the Stormtrooper helmets on spikes again. And these, I don't know what those are, but we get more creatures, new creatures. Um, oh, and then the, the Trandoshan, he, he, he's fighting there. Uh, oh, the, the, the Carbonite. And the voiceover by Warner Herzog, I believe that's his name, is just awesome. Um, this, this trailer is this looks like it should be in a movie theater. This is how well this is shot. 
to me, this does not look like a TV show. This looks like a freaking movie. Um, I cannot wait. I could already tell you that uh, I'm going to fall in love with the Mando, his, his character. I'm going to fall in love with Cara Dune. Um, Carl Weathers. Um, I mean, come on. What is not to love about this series? Um, th this just looks like it's going to be awesome. Uh, oh my, and Bill Burr. Bill Burr just coming around the corner shooting. Out of the, and I think it's so funny. Um, streaming November 12th. Cannot wait. Um, I'm sorry that was a very crappy breakdown or analysis of the Mandalorian trailer, but I just wanted to do it real quick there. One, my voice is starting to wear out here. And two, um, I just, oh my goodness. Um, Bill Burr is, I love Bill Burr. I love, if you guys haven't watched his animated show on Netflix, F is for Family, please watch it. It is hysterical. And it is not a family-friendly show, but please, you gotta check it out. It is so funny. I love it. Cannot wait for the new season to come out. Um, but anyway, it, and if you know Bill Burr stand-up at all, he loves to pick on Star Wars geeks. And to have him in a Star Wars show is priceless. So I cannot wait for this series to start. Excuse me while I take a drink there because, like I said, my voice is starting to wear out. Um, but, yeah, um, I'm going to have to wrap this up. But before I do wrap this up, I wanted to go over my feelings real quick about the Benioff and Weiss news of them leaving the Star Wars universe. Um, anybody that knows me knows I wasn't a Game of Thrones fan. I didn't watch Game of Thrones I only saw the trailers and clips from Game of Thrones, and it just didn't seem like it was a show for me. So, my feelings on them leaving, I'm not heartbroken. I'm actually kind of a little happy, because this leaves the door open for my boy Ryan Johnson to do his trilogy, which I do believe is still on, despite everyone saying that, you know... All this stuff is, no, he, he's done. We just haven't got the official word yet. I still think his trilogy is going to happen. And hopefully his trilogy will be the next one we see since, you know, Benioff and D.B. Weiss are leaving. So, those were my thoughts on Benioff and Weiss. Um, and I hope you enjoyed this week's episode, even though maybe some of it seemed a little nonsensical at times. But that's who I am, and that's why I hope you love the Blue Milk Cafe. But now get ready for, af of course, after the outro, get ready for the very first episode of the Empire Strikes Back radio drama. We just finished up the New Hope radio drama, and now I'll be starting to play the Empire Strikes Back for you. So after my outro, stay tuned for the first episode of the Empire Strikes Back radio drama and as always until next time order up order up order up give the evacuation code signal For visiting the cafe. We know life is all about passions. Thank you for lending me your ear while I shared all of mine. And remember, blue milk, it does a body good.
Oh, my, my, I love yours. Mister, you humble servant. That won't be necessary. Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back by Brian Daly. Based on characters and situations created by George Lucas. Episode 1, Freedom's Winter. time ago in a galaxy far, far away, there came a time of revolution when rebels united to challenge a tyrannical empire. Now it is a dark time for the rebellion. Evading the dreaded Imperial Starfleet, a group of freedom fighters led by Luke Skywalker has established a secret base on the remote ice world of Hoth. But the evil Lord Darth Vader, obsessed with finding young Skywalker, has dispatched thousands of probe droids into the far reaches of space. Now, a small space convoy of rebel transport ships and snubfighter escorts is en route for Hoth, seeking to bring desperately needed supplies and reinforcements to the rebel base. Renegade Flight, this is Renegade Leader. I'm getting interference on my sensors. Just might be Imperial jamming, so maintain close visual scanning. Renegade 4, stay closer to your transport ship. I copy, boss. Transport ships, keep close together. We go into hyperspace as soon as we're out of Dara 4's gravity field. Fighters, stick close to the convoy and keep your eyes open. All of you. Renegade Leader, this is Renegade 7. Boss, I have a visual sighting, a number of small spacecraft coming at high velocity from Sector 4. Can you identify them? They're moving awfully fast. Imperial TIE Fighters, must be 20 of them. Renegade Flight, this is Renegade Leader. Prepare to engage the TIE Fighters. Transport ships go into hyperdrive as soon this as you're clear. This is Renegade 3, boss. There's another bunch of them dead ahead in our course. They're breaking for attack. This is Renegade 2, more TIEs approaching from Sector 8. They're all over the place. Here they come. Renegade 3, 4, 5, and 6. Get up and clear the way for the transports. The rest of you protect the convoy. Transports run for it. Maximum acceleration. All right, Renegade flight. Hit him. Watch it, Renegade 2. See him. On your tail, Renegade 7. Scissor right. Scissor right. Here I come. Get him off me. Of course, we can't stop, and there are too many. Protect the transports. The transports have to get through. Boss, they're all over us. They just got transport number two. I'm hit. Lost both port side engines. Keep going. This is Renegade 3. There are four TIE fighters on me. Help me, somebody. I can't shake them. Ah! Renegade 3. Gone, boss. No way out. They're all around us. The transport just blew. Boss, there's a bunch of them headed for you. Try to make a run for it, all ships. This is Commander Nera. Break contact and escape if you can. Break contact and run for it. Yes, Lieutenant. Sir, Imperial Headquarters reports that a rebel convoy has been completely destroyed near Dara 4. <sighs> At least someone is seeing a little action. Let's hope that we do before the rebellion is completely obliterated. What is the status of our probe droid operation? The probe droids we've launched so far report no rebel activity. No human activity, for that matter, on any of the planets they've reconnoitered. And the next launch group? All the probes are targeted and ready to go. The ship is now in position. Shall I give the order to launch? No, Lieutenant. I just received priority signal from Lord Vader's flagship. We have new information to program into the probe's data banks and sensors. Well, that could delay the launch for some time, Captain Nita. 
May I ask what the new information is? It seems that Lord Vader is more eager than ever to locate this Skywalker. He has also placed great emphasis on discovering the whereabouts of a starship called the Millennium Falcon. I'll have the new material programmed into the probes immediately, sir. Very good. Even though air defense is vital to the security of this base, operating conditions here on Hoth are so severe that we simply can't use our speeders without modifications. But the techs have assured me that they can have the speeders adapted, ready to operate here on Hoth within another day at the most, Princess Leia. And the base defenses? Merely complete. At least as complete a defensive and offensive system as we can manage right now. Yeah. Lieutenant Commander Skywalker and the others have practically all the sensors in place for a regional warning network. As time allows, we can expand it. How do we stand in cold weather clothing and other gear? We've managed to procure or improvise enough for everyone in the base, General Riken. And so, Your Highness, gentlemen, that's our current status. Well, we're short of just about everything, including sleep. <laughs> but we've almost completed drilling of the ice caverns, and the base is close to completion. When the convoy arrives, we'll be in far better shape. Is there anything else, gentlemen? Negative. Your Highness, have you anything to add? Just one thing, General Riken. I think that everyone in Hoth Base is bearing up as bravely now as they ever did in battle. I hope that all of you here will pass that along for me. Our next staff meeting will be at the same time tomorrow. We all have a great deal to accomplish by then. Dismissed. They're all worried, even though they're trying not to let it show. Well, they know that there's a lot to be done yet. And this base is the Rebellion's best chance to regroup and reorganize. Maybe it's last. General Riken. Urgent message for you, sir. They're decoding it now. Pardon me, Your Highness. I'll be right back. I'll speak to you later, General Riken. Hello? I have to make certain Sorry, that the new recognition codes are ready over in the cryptographics section. Leia, hey, wait up. Hello, Luke. Glad I caught you. I was wondering how you were getting along. I haven't seen much of you lately. Well, we're trying to pull things back together. Everyone's been so busy. Yeah, me too. That's why I told 3PO and R2 to stay close to you. You know, help out when they could. You told them to help me? Well, they're glad to do it. I mean, they used to belong to my uncle, but they sort of belong with us both now. I guess so. Leia, I'm not due to go back outside for a while yet. Hey, is this a staff conference? I was wondering if you had a little time. Well, maybe Luke, could... I really have to see about some things that Hey, just Luke! Oh, uh, hello, Han. Hi, Chewie. Where'd the general go? Well, he was headed over to the communication. Ah, never mind, never mind. Her overwhelmingly highnessness here will do. Now what, Han? Have me and Chewie been pulling our weight around here or not? Uh... Han, what's wrong with you? Nobody ever said that you and Chewbacca were Look, when the Millennium Falcon got shot up that last time around, I knew I'd have to wait in line for repairs, but they got the base's defensive generators in place now. Yeah, and like Chewie says, you know, the trenches and gun emplacements are all set up, too. They still have to make sure the energy field is working and adapt the snowspeeders to conditions on Hoth. Those just take priority right now, even over the Falcon. Look, I need a starship that works. I got her messed up helping you guys. Is this what you get for helping a rebel? Aren't you a rebel, Han? Or do you and Chewbacca still consider yourselves independent operators? Han, most of the techs are dead on their feet, and they still can't keep up with all the work that has to be finished. I mean, before the base can be operational. Luke, and... me and the Wookiee would have had the Falcon fixed already by ourselves, except that I've been riding all over this snowball with you, pal, and those stupid, smelly, ornery tontons. Those warning sensors have to be set in place, and you and Luke are the best riders we have. I've heard all this before, if you remember. Con, nobody twisted your arm to stay on. Aren't you the one who was always saying that a deal's a deal? Well, uh, are you saying it was part of the deal for the Falcon to be sitting there out of commission Glad whenever... I see you're so full of energy, Captain Solo. Can't be much fun being out there in that freezing wind day after day. Oh, hello, General. Hi. Sir. Hello, Chewbacca. Your Highness, it's just as well you're still here. They just decoded the message. In fact, you all might as well hear this. What is it, General? What's wrong? A huge force of TIE fighters jumped Commander Nara and the convoy off Dara 4. What? Cut them to pieces. There were no survivors. We need them so badly. We need every one of them so badly. Quiet, Chewie. Luke? I'm making you commander. What? But the boss was a great man, a great pilot. It's a rotten way to step into somebody's shoes, Luke, I know. But you can handle the job. That's why you've got it. Luke, I know how much you respected Commander Nara. But he respected you, too. That's why he put you in command of rogue flight. This means no resupply, at least for a while. And no snub fighter reinforcements, either. Mm -hmm. 
Rogue flight's just about all we've got. Well, then we're gonna need whatever else we have. General, can you spare some text to help Chewie work on the Falcon? Or even some repair droids, whatever you can manage. Uh, I'll do what I can, Luke. I'll be in the command center, your highness. I'll join you shortly. Let's go, Luke. We're a little early, but we got a lot of sensors to place today. I'll get the Tauntaun saddled and we go work on our suntans. Come on, Chewie. Hey, don't forget your heavy-duty underwear, kid. Right. Luke, I'm glad you're here. We'll need you more than ever now. The boss was one of the best. He was one of the best we had. I know. I better catch up with Han. There's so much to do. I'll see you later, Luke. Check, then we'll get going again. Echo 3 to Echo 7. Echo 3 to Echo 7. Han, old buddy, do you read me? Yeah, loud and clear, Luke. What's up? I haven't picked up any life reading so far. How about you? Are you kidding? There isn't enough life on this ice cube to fill a space cruiser. Listen, my Tauntaun's been acting up. She's really skittish, nervous. I came across a carcass. It looked like one of those Wampa ice beasts made a kill a day or two ago. Wampa? Yeah. Watch yourself, Luke. Those wampas will go after anything they can find. You don't have to tell me. Well, I placed all my sensors. I'm going back to the base. Right. I'll be with you shortly. There's a meteorite that hit the ground near here. I want to check it out. Won't take long. Well, hurry up. It's getting colder. Looks like a bad storm's kicking up. I'm going to go thaw out my saddle sores. I'll see you at the base. Okay. This is Echo 3. Over and out. <laughs> hey! Steady, girl! Got an Indian. Smell something? General Riken would like to see you in the command center as soon as possible. Thanks, I'll be right there. 3PO, R2. Yes, Your Highness. Do either of you know if Luke and Han have gotten back yet? They haven't returned us yet, Your Highness, but they are due at any moment. Would you tell them I'd like to speak to them? Most certainly, Your Highness. Thank you. Oh, and R2 and I have moved your new communications unit into your quarters. R2 says that it is functioning perfectly. Well, thank you both. You've been a great help. A pleasure to be of service, Your Highness. Is there anything else we might do? Not just now, but please see that Luke and Han get my message. You may rely on us. What did you say, R2? Who's coming? Oh, yes, it's that bothersome coordinating droid again. Honestly, R2, it's so degrading that a droid with speech capability should be such an officious dullard. Unit R2, D2. Unit C, 3PO. Quite right, R2. You know perfectly well who we are. Confirm. Unit R2, D2. Unit. Very well, very well confirmed. And do stop referring to us as units, really. Unit R2, D2, reassigned to cavern drilling operations. What? Unit C, 3PO, reassigned to communication center. I'll deal with this, R2. Now, just you see here, R2, D2, and I are personal aides to Commander Skywalker and the Princess Leia Organa. Irrelevant. Reassignment is ordered. Do you have any idea to whom you are speaking, you object? <laughs> My counterpart and I were the ones who saved the Death Star plans, and we helped rescue the princess. <laughs> Oh, yes. And I'll have you know that R2 here was aboard that X-Wing fighter when our master blew up the Death Star. Confirm that, you rusting bureaucrat. Data not relevant. Not relevant, is it? Then allow me to tell you what is relevant. We have been given an assignment by the Princess Leia Organa herself. If you wish to countermand her order, go and argue with her. The Princess Leia Organa? Confirmed. So go and bother her. She'll probably have you deactivated. Reassignment rescinded. Oh, that's more like it. Bad enough that we have to live in these ice caverns without having to contend with the likes of you. Why, just now we found the princess's room freezingly cold. We hadn't turned up the heating system. Confirm, even. confirm, heat increased. But that's what I said, isn't it? If she and our master didn't have us to look after them, then. Error, we... error. Increased heat causes melting of cavern walls. What? Malfunction possible. Oh. Damage possible. Oh, oh dear. Come along, Artu. 
hope it's not too late. What have you done? What do you mean, my fault? You're the one who adjusted the heating system. Look, this is dreadful. Three to Echo Seven. Echo Three to Echo Seven. Come in, Han. 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 I was attacked by a wampa. I'm. I'm in its cave. I don't know where. Han. Do you. Do you copy? I'm stuck. I'm stuck in here. The wampa. It left me frozen to the cave ceiling. By my feet. Han. The Wampa's coming back. He's coming back! My lightsaber. It's on the cave floor. I can't reach it. The Jedi and his lightsaber. The lightsaber and the Jedi, the two are one. The Force binds us. The Force calls my lightsaber to me. The Force calls my lightsaber to me! <laughs> Got it! Han, I got myself down, but... Oh, oh Han? Base camp? Anybody? The Womp is dead. I killed it. It's no good staying here in the cave. The Tauntaun. It's gone. I've got no, no survival gear. I'm gonna leave my con link open. There's nothing to do but try to make it back on foot. Techs want those other repair droids to help with the snow speeders. I'll send them right over, sir. Outpost 4 to deck officer. Outpost 4 to deck officer. Deck officer here. We have a positive ID on that Tauntaun rider. It's Captain Solo. We passed him to the defensive zone. He'll be at your location anytime now. Right. I'll pass the word. Sentry? Yes, sir. You can let that Tauntaun rider in right away. Right, sir. Command center, this is the deck officer. Command center here. Captain Solo's back, sir. No sign of Commander Skywalker yet. Right. Have Solo report here at once. Will do. Deck officer out. One of you men take his reins. Captain Solo. Yeah? What can I do for you? They want you and Commander Skywalker in the command center, Captain. Well, tell them I'll be along in a bit. Luke will be back any minute. Is my ship fixed yet? I don't think so, sir. They had to pull the techs off of her for some problems they're having with the snow speeders. Oh, swell. That really takes the prize. Your first mate is working on the Falcon, though. Thanks. Tell command I'll be there right after I check on my ship. Uh, General Riken and the Princess wanted to see you well, as soon as... Just go in office your deck, will you? I got a starship. Don't jump all over me about it. We'll just have to finish the job by ourselves. All right, don't lose your temper. I'll be right back and I'll give you a hand. I don't know, something at the command center. I might as well tell them we're gonna be leaving. Look, forget it. I've made up my mind. Maybe when Luke gets back, he can help us with the fog. Base. Base, this is Skywalker. Skywalker here. Luke. What? Luke. Ben. 
Ben? Yes. Listen to me, Luke. Ben, I see you, but how? It, it can't be. It is, Luke. But I saw you die. Listen carefully, Luke. You must go to the Dagobah system. Ben, I don't understand. There you will learn from Yoda, the Jedi Master who instructed me. Dagobah? This is vital, Luke. You must not fail. You must not fail. Ben! Wait! Don't leave me! Ben! Ben, help me! Help me! Ben! An Imperial probe droid now hunts the rebels on the frozen wastes of Hoth. Injured, suffering from shock and exposure, Luke Skywalker can go no further. For the young Jedi, a new quest emerges. But first, he must survive the deadly Hoth Knight. Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back by Brian Daly, based on characters and situations created by George Lucas. Featured in the cast were Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker, Anthony Daniels as C-3PO, Perry King as Han Solo, and Anne Sachs as Princess Leia. Also heard were Bernard Behrens, Ron Frazier, Merwin Goldsmith, David Allen Greer, Nicholas Kepros, Sam McMurray, Stephen D. Newman, John Peelmeyer, Jeffrey Pearson, and Jerry Zachs. This is Ken Hiller. Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back was directed by John Madden with Tom Vaguely. Sound design for Lucasfilm by Ben Burt. Music by John Williams. Casting and production coordination by Mel Saar. The executive producer was John Boss. Post-production was realized at Studio M in St. Paul on the 3M digital mastering system by Tom Vaguely.
Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back was produced by National Public Radio in association with KUSC-FM Los Angeles with the cooperation of Lucasfilm Limited.